Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to yet again another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. Guys, once again, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving week and weekend last week. I know we had a ton of chaotic football. I mean, whether it was in the NFL or in college football, especially here in college football where we saw Ohio State get taken down at home against Michigan. We also saw USC pretty much clinch themselves a playoff spot with their win over Notre Dame at home. We saw TCU remain undefeated with a big-time win over Iowa State and just so much more action that came from Week 13 of the college football season. And, guys, what we're here to do in today's episode, we're going to be previewing all of our action for Week 14 of the college football regular season aka championship week now we do have one regular season game which is going to be a mac game on friday afternoon as we have the akron zips taking on buffalo but we'll talk about that game here in a little bit but first i do want to ask y'all to please make sure if you enjoy the cover seven podcast please make sure that you like comment share rate just do whatever you can to make sure we continue to spread the cover seven podcast to everybody that includes your parents your grandparents your nephews your nieces your your uncles literally just whoever make sure you let them know about the cover seven podcast so guys anyway i don't want to waste y'all's time don't want to waste my time either so let's get right into today's episode and to kick it all off we don't have any maxion games anymore we don't have any games on thursday so we're going to go to friday as we have two conference championship games here on friday one of them being a really big one that has a lot of playoff implications. But first, we do have a regular season game that was rescheduled due to the immense amount of snow that Buffalo got here a few weeks ago as we're going to have a mat game between the Akron Zips going up to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bulls. Now, Akron, they're 2-9 and nine going into this game. They, No offense, it's Akron. You're not really going to get too much out of them. But then you've got Buffalo, who's sitting at 5-6. and six. They need one more win to be bowl eligible. And I absolutely think they'll get it in this game. Buffalo, they're favored by 13 points. I absolutely think they're going to get completely, they're going to beat Akron by way more than 13 points, considering also the weather up there too. So give me the Buffalo Bulls to beat the Akron Zips, which will wrap up all of our regular season games here in the 2022 college football season so anyways y'all now let's get down to our conference championship games and the first conference championship game that we do have which will be at 6 30 p.m central time on cbs sports network we have the north texas mean green going down to san antonio to take on the defending conference usa champions the utsa roadrunners now utsa They've had a pretty solid season this year. You know, their only two losses have come to two ranked opponents in, uh, in the 24th-ranked Houston uh, Houston Cougars at the time to open the season. And then, obviously, they lost down in Austin against the 21st-ranked uh, Texas Longhorns, a game in which they pretty much kept it, you know, neck and neck throughout the first half. So this UTSA team is really good. And ever since that, they've been on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 9-game nine, nine winning streak. You know, they've completely demolished all their Conference USA um, opponents, they're pretty. They're right now. They're perfect in Conference USA play, and I completely expect them to be able to do that against North Texas. And nothing against North Texas, you know, they're seven and five. They've had a definitely a more improvement of a year, but they give up a ton of points each game. I mean, and and with how good this uh, this uh, can't even talk with how good that UTSA team is, all the transfers they got, whether it was on the defensive side of the football, the offensive side of the football. I fully expect them to put up a decent amount of points on this North Texas team as they're going to be able to get back-to-back Conference USA championships. So give me the Roadrunners over the North Texas Mean Green to kick us off here in Conference Championship Week. Now we're going to have our 
first Power 5 Conference Championship later that night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Fox at Allegiant Stadium, a.k.a. the home of the Las Vegas Raiders, as we're going to have the Pac-12 Championship game between the 12th-ranked Utah Utes as they're going to be taking on the number 4-ranked USC Trojans. I mean, it was a big win last week for USC at home against their rival Notre Dame. Caleb Williams with three rushing touchdowns pretty much solidified himself as the Heisman winner. As much as me as a TCU fan, I want Max Duggan to win, and I think him and Caleb Williams really should be neck and neck. I think what Caleb Williams has been able to do this year for USC, I mean, obviously he got a ton of transfers and a ton of help from guys like former Blenikoff winner Jordan Addison, former OU wide receiver Mario Williams. They also went out and got a few other guys, you know, just via recruiting. And what Lincoln Riley's been able to do for USC has been a tremendous. We all expected this. We all expected them to be able to compete year one for a conference championship. And, well, they're here right now. And then for Utah, you know, they only have three losses on the year. Now, those three losses are, in my opinion, decent quality losses. You know, they lost on the road against UCLA. They lost on the road in the swamp against a Florida team, which in that game, they had Anthony Richardson play like a Heisman winner. And then also their most recent loss was a barely against Oregon by three points up in Eugene. So the three losses that youth have on this year are no you know, no bad losses, right? And, you know, if we remember the last time that these two teams played, which was earlier on this year when they played up in um, Salt Lake City, they had an emerging star in Dalton Kincaid, their senior tight end, who had over 200 receiving yards against this USC defense. They also just offensively were able to give this USC defense a ton of fits overall, but also cannot forget either Caleb Williams had five passing touchdowns against this Utah Utes defense so I full-heartedly expect there to be a ton of offense in this game nothing I mean both teams really should have a you know solidified solid defense I mean obviously all the talent that USC has but they will give up points they will absolutely give up points we saw it against UCLA and that nail-biting finish to the end before they picked it off off of a DTR to get the win you know, this this is this is set to be a really good game, and, you know, USC defensively showed a lot of improvements last week against Notre Dame, who has the best tight end in America, and Michael Mayer, who almost had about 100 receiving yards and two touchdowns, but they were able to eliminate the run game of Notre Dame, which is Notre Dame's bread and butter this year. They allowed them to have under 100 rushing yards on the day, and, you know, now they're going up against a Utah team who... I still think it's pretty good, but offensively is definitely taking a step down, especially since their matchup earlier on in the year. So give me the USC Trojans to win the Pac-12 championship and Lincoln Riley's first year's head coach of the Trojans. I think this will be a great game. I think Utah will definitely give USC's defense a little bit of fits, but I just think USC offensively with Caleb Williams and what they're able to do in the backfield with guys like Austin Jones, Darwin Barlow, and then also in the receiving game with Jordan Addison. I just It's really hard to want to go against USC in this game, and I like what Lincoln Riley's been able to do play calling-wise, playing to a lot of the strengths of Caleb Williams, you know, whether that's him getting out of the pocket and throwing on the run or just him simply taking off and running. This team is really electric. We saw it last week what Caleb Williams is going to do, the likely Heisman winner. So give me the Trojans to beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship game as we kick off our Power 5 Conference Championships. Now, guys, that'll wrap up Friday's slate of games. So we had the one regular season game in the MAC all the way up in Buffalo. We had UTSA and North Texas in the Conference USA Championship game. And then to wrap it all up on Friday night, we have the Utah Utes taking on the USC Trojans and what should be definitely one of the best games of the weekend. Now, y'all, we're going to get over to Saturday as this is going to be the main day of our Conference Championship games. We have the Big 12 Championship game. Uh, on Saturday with between Kansas State and TCU, which I will be at. So for all my social media people, I'm sorry. Once again, there really will not be that many highlights posted on Saturday. So just bear with me in that. I will post recaps, but 
there will not be really that much highlights. And then we also have a bunch of group of five conference championships. And then we have the SEC championship, the American Athletic Conference championship, and then the ACC and Big Ten. But to kick it all off in our noon slate at 11 a.m. Central Time on ABC, we have arguably the championship game of the weekend between the 10th-ranked Kansas State Wildcats taking on the third-ranked TCU Horned Frogs, who are undefeated going into this matchup. Now, me being a TCU fan, I really do not want to talk about this game that much because I, I will, I'll be completely honest, I am very much a skeptical person. I believe in all of the, you know, follow a routine, yada, yada, yada. I mean, heck, I've worn the same shirt for every Saturday during this season, and you know, it's. I'm not even going to say anything because I, I don't want to jinx anything. But um, in this game between Kansas State and TCU, you're going to have a duel between two of the best running backs in the nation, Kansas State's Deuce Vaughn, and then for TCU, their star running back in Kendra Miller. Uh, originally, Kansas State, their starter was Adrian Martinez, but after he got banged up in the TCU game earlier on this year, in would come backup quarterback Will Howard, who's a little bit better of a throwing quarterback, not as mobile, but definitely is a lot better of a thrower and I mean, man, how did that open up this Kansas State offense? It opened up for guys like Malik Knowles, the senior wide receiver, who's had an absolutely tremendous senior year. You obviously got Deuce Vaughn, who's going to give you about 100 rushing yards a game. And then Will Howard, who really exploded, especially against that you know, especially against Oklahoma State, who was still highly ranked at the time. And now they're going up against a TCU defense that has really stepped up these past few weeks, especially against Iowa State, in which they only allowed them to get 14 points in a 62-14 to blowout regular season finale. Um, in that game as well, TC's offense looked absolutely amazing against the best defense in the Big 12, putting up 62 points. Um, Max Duggan looked absolutely amazing, especially throwing the football. He had a couple of tightrope passes that he was able to get in there. And, I mean, honestly, this offense just continues to get better and better each week. Kendra Miller and QJ and Quentin Johnson, who are both dealing with their own in injuries, but they were able to relax a lot in this game. Quentin would only come out onto the field for a few snaps, so he got a whole nother week of resting and is going to allow his ankle to heal up a little bit better. Kendra, who, who had a few rushes on the day, a few receiving yards as well, but he also didn't really play the second half either, so those guys should be well rested into this game. Now, into my prediction for how this game is going to go. Uh, for a TCU fan, I, I'm not, I would be lying to you if I said I'm absolutely not terrified of this Kansas State team. You know, They want revenge from earlier on in this year when we played them down in Fort Worth. You know they're a really solid ball club. They have, they still have a really good defense, but if we're but if TCU is able to run the football the same way that Texas did with Bijan Robinson when Bijan Robinson had over 200 rushing yards against the Wildcats up in Manhattan a few weeks ago, TCU should be able to really control this game. And you know TCU is currently favored by two and a half. That's gone down from three and a half because originally it was three and a half. Now it's a two and a half. Um, I know Kansas State, this is really a game they want to win the first time that they've really been in contention for the Big 12 since back in 2012 when Colin Klein was their starting quarterback. So this should be a really good game. I don't think it's going to be a super high scoring game because both teams have really good defenses. But I, I don't mean to be a homer because Kansas State, they're a really respectable team. I like their offense. I like Deuce Vaughn. I like what Will Howard's been able to do when he's had to step up and to be the QB1. But I'm, to, I'm going to have to go with TCU. We saw a lot of improvements from last week compared to where they were in the Baylor game. You know, they're only going about 25 minutes down the road to Arlington. And I really think that TCU fans will be able to travel a little bit better because you don't have to travel that far. Um, obviously, the crowd's going to be a sea of purple regardless because you got K-State fans and TCU fans. But I think if TCU, their defense plays the way they did, 
you know, last week against Iowa State, plays the way they did against Texas when they played Bijan Robinson down in Austin. I think TCU should be able to win this game, but expect it to be a close one, though. I think this one will be a lot closer. You know, the over and under 61.5. If you were a betting man, I would definitely take the under, but I'm going to have to go with my TCU Horn Frogs, and that's all I'm going to talk about in this game. I told my family and friends, I said, look, when I record, I'm going to talk about this game, and after that, I'm not talking about it at all until Saturday. So, But um, I definitely will take TCU in the Big 12 championship game over the Kansas State Wildcats, but this game should really be neck and neck throughout the entire game. Now, y'all, for our next conference championship game we're going to talk about, we're going to go down to the group of five level for our next two games. At 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN, we have the Toledo Rockets taking on the Ohio Bobcats up in Ford Field, the home of the Detroit Lions in the MAC championship game. Now, for me personally, uh, Toledo is favored by two and a half in this game, which I don't remember correctly if Ohio had any major injuries because last week when they played um, Bowling Green at home, they were able to you know, really be able to win that game. They won it 38-14. to 14. Uh, I, I don't really know why Toledo's favored by two and a half. I, I mean, you, we saw what C.J. Harris was able to do for the Bobcats last week. They also have a really good freshman running back for the Bobcats. So if you're a betting man, absolutely take Ohio plus two and a half in this game. I do not know why Toledo is minus two and a half. It still boggles me a little bit. But um, I'm going to have to go with the Bobcats in the MAC championship game. They've been doing so well throughout MAC in these past few weeks. You know, they're currently sitting at 9-3, and 7-1 and one in MAC play. So I think it's going to be really hard for them to want to finish off their year with a loss in the MAC championship game. So give me the Ohio Bobcats over the Toledo Rockets in the MAC championship game. Now, y'all, for the next game that we're going to have at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, we're going to have the Sun Belt Championship game between the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, who are without their starting quarterback, Grayson McCall, which is going to be a huge, huge impact in this game. They're going down to Veterans Memorial Stadium down there in Troy, Alabama, as we're going to take on the 10-2 and Troy Trojans, who have had a really good season this year. They're 7-1 and in Sun Belt play. You know, they're right above Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt and you know, obviously, Coastal Carolina not having their starting quarterback, Grayson McCall, in this game is going to be a huge blow, especially to their offense. Coastal Carolina's defense has struggled a little bit in this game. And, you know, for Troy, their offense has been able to do really good. They got former West Virginia quarterback, uh, Doge. I, I keep forgetting his, not Doge, Dougie. Or, I, man, I, don't, I never know how to properly pronounce their name. You know, his older brother played at Texas Tech, you know, about 10 years ago or so. But in this game between Troy and, and Coastal Carolina, I'm going to have to go with the Trojans. I mean, they've made such a huge improvement. They're going to be at home. That that you know, Even though it's a little bitty stadium, that's going to be very electric. Now, minus 10 in this game is what Troy is favored by. I don't know if I would take minus 10, but I do think this game should easily go to Troy. So give me the Troy Trojans over the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers in the Sun Belt Championship game. Now, guys, for our next game we're going to talk about and one of the bigger games of our conference championship weekend at 3 p.m. Central Time on CBS – we have the 13th-ranked LSU Tigers taking on the number one-ranked Georgia Bulldogs down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, this game about a week ago prior to the A&M game looked like it would be pretty a pretty darn good game, right? You know, you got Georgia, who has the best defense in the SEC, taking on an LSU team whose offense has been really revitalized here in the second half of the year. You know, had a big win at home against Ole Miss, had another big win at home against Alabama, 
But last week, we saw the Tigers completely collapse on defense as Devon A. Chain of A&M ran all over them for 200-plus rushing yards on the day. Connor Wigman, the freshman quarterback for the Aggies, he was able to throw the ball pretty darn effectively. Moose Muhammad was also having a pretty good game, too, for the Aggies. And then for LSU, offensively, could not throw the football whatsoever. Jaden Daniels was running for his life the entire game against that A&M defense. And, you know, if, if that game's if, – if A&M's defense, which is not better than Georgia's defense – I, you know, when you look at this game now and you look at how last week was between LSU and Texas A&M, if you're an LSU fan, you better not even just buy tickets for this game because, no offense, this is going to probably end up, I won't say a blowout, but this game definitely is going to go Georgia's way. So I think Georgia's defense is going to give LSU so many fits in this game. Um, nothing against LSU. I personally, I like what Jaden Daniels has been able to do this year. He's been a fantastic quarterback. His future is going to be definitely bright next year if he returns. But in this game, I just think Georgia is going to be way too much for the Tigers of LSU especially on the defensive side of the football. So give me the Georgia Bulldogs over the LSU Tigers in the SEC championship game. As once again, you know, remember, and I think a lot of people forget, Georgia lost last year in the SEC championship game to the Alabama Crimson Tide. So this year, they're going to want to be able to have a SEC championship game as they're going to be contending for the national championship in back-to-back -back years. Now, y'all, for the next game that we have at 3 p.m. Central Time on ABC, we have the 23rd-ranked UCF Knights taking on the uh, 18th-ranked Tulane Green Wave down in New Orleans at Tulane. Now, this is going to be the American Athletic uh, Conference Championship game. And, you know, I think, honestly, prior to the past few weeks, you know, before we saw UCF get beaten by a Navy team that only threw the football once, you know, that, that was kind of a little bit embarrassing for the Knights. But then also they went on the road to Tampa Bay last week and played the South Florida Bulls in a game that was pretty much neck and neck the entire game, which for a ranked team it should not have been that because USF going into this game had already fired their head coach. They were 1-10. It just it should have been a game UCF should have blown them out. And now they're going on the road again down to New Orleans and playing one of the best group of five teams this year in Tulane, whose offense has been absolutely amazing. Tajay Spears has been so good at running back, arguably the best group of five running back in all of college football this year. The defense has been absolutely electric. They shut down Cincinnati last week on the road, ending Cincinnati's home win streak. I think this game's going to go absolutely Tulane. I mean, I keep I kept picking against Tulane and Tulane and Tulane. You know, before I picked SMU over Tulane, they blew them out. I picked Cincinnati over Tulane. They absolutely just pretty much dominated them on offense, especially running the football. And I think for UCF, not having John Rice Plumlee as their starting quarterback is hurting them a ton. And, you know, in this game, UCF still has a ton of talent, right? They still have Gus Malzahn as their head coach, who's a great play caller. But at the end of the day, you're going up against one of the best defenses in all of college football in Tulane. And I think this game should really be one-sided. So give me the Tulane Green Wave to win the conference championship game in the American, as this will be their first conference championship game in, I think, like almost a decade and a half. So give me the Green Wave over the Knights of UCF. Now, y'all, for the next game that we have, we're going to go to the Mountain West Championship game all the way up in Boise, Idaho at 3 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we're going to have the Fresno State Bulldogks, who are at 8-4 and four this year, taking on the Boise State Broncos, who are 9-3 and three and perfect in Mountain West play. And, you know, to actually talk a little bit about this Boise State team, they started off the year a little bit rough. You know, they lost on the road against UTEP. They lost on the road against an Oregon State team who's been pretty darn good. You know, they knocked Oregon out of the playoffs and out of the Pac-12 championship game. And, you know, they had a really, I mean, really rocky um, just quarterback play to begin the year. I keep forgetting the guy's name. 
But, you know, they decided to make the change at quarterback. The starting quarterback would enter the transfer portal, so they would go with freshman quarterback Taylor Green, who has been absolutely dominant this year, especially in Mountain West play. And last week, even in a huge win against Utah State, in which Taylor Green had four touchdown passes and then had one rushing touchdown in which he absolutely just ran, I think, for about 90 yards down the field. So this Boise State offense is no joke, and they're going up against a uh, – they're going up against a Fresno State team, which is not as good as we've known in the past. Obviously, they lost their, their head coach to Washington. So in this game between Boise State and Fresno State, I'm going to have to go with the Broncos. You know, you got these Cali kids are going up to Boise, Idaho. The game's supposed to be below freezing. And I think the Broncos, they're really going to want to be able to win a you know, win at least a, cha a conference championship game this week before they go into bowl, bowl season. So give me the Boise State Broncos over the Fresno State Bulldogs in the Mountain West Championship game. Now, y'all, as we're going to start wrapping things up here in Conference Championship Week, we have two more games, the Big Ten and ACC Championship games. But first, we're going to talk about the Big Ten Championship game, which will be at 7 p.m. Central Time on Fox between the Purdue Boilermakers, who pretty much made the championship game on a dang near miracle. I mean, Iowa, who all they had to do to beat was beat Nebraska, right? They beat Nebraska. They automatically get in. They win the Big Ten West. And, well, Nebraska, you know, I think when they heard that Matt Rule is going to become their new head coach, it lit a fire under them as they would go into Iowa, go into Kinnick Stadium, and beat the Hawkeyes. Spencer Petrus, who didn't even play in this game, he played a little bit, but would leave after the first quarter due to an injury. You know, the end would come in their backup quarterback, and they just continued to have horrible quarterback play in that game. And Nebraska took advantage of it and, you know, finally was able to get a good quality win. And, you know, that opened the dirt that opened the door for Purdue, who all they had to do was beat Illinois. And well, Aiden O'Connell led this Purdue team to a win over the Indiana Hoosiers as Purdue were able to clinch a big or were able to clinch a spot into the Big Ten championship game. But it's not going to be an easy game for the Boilermakers, who have also been nicknamed the Spoiler Makers, as we saw when they what they did to Ohio State a few years back when Rondell Moore had that huge game against the Buckeyes. In this game, they're going up against the second-ranked Michigan Wolverines who are coming off a huge program win. The first win in Columbus since 2000 against the Buckeyes. They were able to dominate offensively. J.J. McCarthy really shut up a lot of haters, really shut up a lot of doubt, which I had on him, especially when it came to him throwing the football a lot. I mean, he was able to connect so darn well with Cornelius Johnson, the senior wide receiver for the Wolverines. And then also, they didn't even have Blake Corm really in this game. Blake Corm would leave the game, would leave the game in the first quarter and would not return. So in would come junior running back Donovan Edwards. And when I tell you that guy just absolutely dominated, I mean, he had two rushing touchdowns of over 50-plus yards, his last one being the game-sealing one against the Buckeyes. And that defense gave C.J. Stroud and that Buckeyes offense troubles all darn day. And now they're going up against a weaker offense in Purdue and a defense of Purdue that made Iowa look like they had a good offense a few weeks ago. I don't think people need to forget that because Spencer Petras pretty much was perfect against the Boilermakers a few weeks ago. And in this game, Michigan is favored by 16 points. If I'm a better, I'm going to take Michigan minus 16 in this game. So give me the Wolverines over the Purdue, Purdue Boilermakers as I think Michigan will win big time in the Big Ten championship game. And also for the Big Ten, if any of y'all, you know, committee-wise or anything like that, y'all listening to today's episode, please get rid of divisions because no way in heck should we have a Big Ten championship game that does not include an Ohio State or Penn State but includes a Purdue or Iowa I'm sorry, it just that does not make any sense. I'm glad that, that the Pac-12, they dropped their division, so now it'd be the two best teams in the conference, not just the winner of each division, because as we've seen, the Big Ten West is one of the worst subdivisions in all of college football history. So 
Anyways, y'all, I'm definitely going to take Michigan over the Boilermakers of Purdue. And then the finally wrap-up conference championship week at 7 p.m. Central Time on ABC over at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, the home of the Carolina Panthers. We're going to have the 10th-ranked Clemson Tigers taking on the now 24th-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels in the ACC championship game. Now, me full-heartedly, I really feel like Florida State should be in this game over a team like North Carolina, but obviously Florida State being in the same um, subdivision as Clemson, obviously it's going to be a lot harder for them to get in. And then for North Carolina, they've had a rough two weeks. You know, got upset at home against Georgia Tech and then also got upset again at home against their in-state rival, the NC State Wolfpack. You know, we've also seen the, their offense kind of sputter these past few weeks. Drake May has not looked like the same Heisman contender that we saw, you know, a few weeks ago. I mean, he just really has not looked the same. He he got better throughout the game, especially in the fourth quarter, right as they got the game into overtime. But still, the offense just does not look the same. They're constantly having a lot of three and outs and not being able to move the football down the field. And then for the Clemson Tigers, you know, you got upset at home for the first time in, I think, forever against your in-state rival, the South Carolina Gamecocks. And just a really embarrassing game for DJ Ugalele, who I, you know, once again, alliterated or Man, if any of y'all can probably say that word, please just please help me out a little bit. I need so much help when it comes to talking. But uh, any, anyway, you know, had a really rough game. Only had nine completions on the day. Luckily, he had Will Ship as kind of his safety blanket. But other than that, was just a really rough game for that uh, Clemson offense. And then to make matters worse, Spencer Rowlett was throwing the football all over that Clemson Tiger defense. I mean, all over. I mean, he had two interceptions on the day, one of them being a pick six on South Carolina's first offensive possession. But at the same time, he got progressively better throughout the game, started to show a lot more glimpses of what we saw against Tennessee the week before. And while in this game between the Tar Heels and the Clemson Tigers, as much as I want to go North Carolina, their defense is just absolutely abysmal, especially against the run. And now they're going up against one of the best running backs in college football and Will Shipley. DJ Ugalele also was able to run the football pretty darn well, you know, except when he fumbles the football. But in this game, I'm going to go with the Tigers to win the ACC championship game. I just think North Carolina, you know, their trajectory was going up so high. I mean, skyrocket high. But these past few weeks, their trajectory has gone so far down. And I think in this game, it's going to continue to go down as I'm going to have the Clemson Tigers beating the North Carolina Tar Heels in the ACC championship game. So... That, guys, that there will wrap up all of our games for Conference Championship Week, a.k.a. Week 14 of the 2022 college football season. So let me know which game y'all are looking forward to the most. Mine, personal preference, I'm definitely looking forward to going to AT&T Stadium and watching my TCU Horn Frogs take on the Kansas State Wildcats. That should be arguably the best game of the weekend. I'm also looking forward to seeing what Caleb Williams is going to be able to do once again to that Utah defense. And then just all these great uh, Conference Championship games that we have going on here on Saturday. So guys, thank you so much for listening in to today's episode. Please make sure that you like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast to everybody out there so that they can also stay up to date with anything and everything college football and NFL related. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of y'all's week. Also, also make sure to check out NFL Week 13 preview episode, which came out earlier today at 12 p.m. Central Time. So guys, once again, thank you so much, and I will see y'all back here on Sunday as we will recap all of our action from Week 14 and Conference Championship Week here in the 2022 college football season. So see you guys then. Have a great weekend, and peace, y'all.